Welcome and good evening to another edition of Black Teachers Matter here at WBCA LP 102.9 FM Boston, Boston's community radio station. I'm your host and producer, Sharon Eaton Hinton. My guest tonight is another fantastic, innovative person who's a teacher, a Black teacher, and a Black instructor, and the lead instructor, the founding instructor, the founder of Boston's own the People's Academy in Dorchester, Mr. T. Michael Thomas. Too much talent, T. Michael Thomas. He is fighting for your right to be free, to own your own business, to establish a family family legacy, a financial legacy. Good evening, Mr. T. Michael Thomas. Too much talent in the house. <laughs> How are good, you doing? Good evening, Professor Hinton. I'm trying, brother. I mean, we're here in another format here in 2023, live on 102.9 FM. You and I met on the radio. Yes. A different radio station, Tough F- Touch FM. Over um, 15 years ago. No, wasn't that long ago. Yeah. Close. I'm not that old. I, I mean, <laughs> You're I'm as old. old as you feel. Yeah. Wow. We can't do that today, but... <laughs> I know that you have been fighting this fight for over 25 years, right? Yes, absolutely. And the People's Academy is a school that is fighting to be recognized as the only academy founded by the leading copper artists in the country of color. Like, you use a bad brother. And ever since I met you a long time ago, I knew it was a divine connection then. Because of the way we met, I thought you were my cousin Michael, Michael Thomas, and you had called into the radio station, and um, I called him, and I said, what do you think about this show? And my cousin was like, what are you talking about? And then I called the number for you, and it was you, and we have been close friends and confidants and supporters ever since. I mean, I send you messages in the morning to keep fighting, to keep up the, keep up the struggle, keep hope alive. I mean, words of Jesse Jackson, but you have been an amazing artist ever since, and you just keep getting better and better and better. And there's other stuff on the horizon. But right now, even though the People's Academy um, has been deeded, I don't know, well, we'll get into it, whether or not you actually have the land on Warren Street and the corner of Townsend Street. But I want you to talk about, for those of people that don't know, um, what the People's Academy is doing. You were established to actually um, help people get a foothold in different trades, in construction trades. And you sent me a message a couple of days ago. How many billions of dollars are about to come into Massachusetts Ooh. or have been oh. allocated oh. for construction trades? How many billions would it be? $61 billion. Mm. Mm. Is that just for Massachusetts or is that across the country? New England. No, it's $4 trillion throughout the country. Uh, 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 for $61 billion alone. For New England. Okay. So for those people who are listening to us and you're not in New England and you're not good at geography, that is Vermont, New Hampshire, Maine, Connecticut, Massachusetts, and Rhode Island. That is New England. And so there's not too many people that don't know about the People's Academy. Why is it taking so long to expand? And you've already got the plans for multi-use building. I've seen them. I've seen the, the... the metamorphosis of those, because it started, you and I were talking so long ago and looking at so many different buildings. And some of those buildings that you were going after are still laying vacant. Um, Some of them have been built up Mm -hmm. into other things. But the bottom line is 
people need jobs. Whether you take those vacant spaces and you're building um, affordable housing, which is needed all across the country, but especially in Massachusetts, especially in Boston, because Boston historically over the last 10 years has been top three in terms of the most expensive places to live in the United States. Um, and I think it's two or two or two or three now. Um, so yes, we do need affordable housing, but it's not affordable if you don't have a job. And you are talking about training people to get jobs, to get this these billions of dollars, mm-hmm. and then also to be able to either work for themselves or to join the unions and to help other people. And you are now training trainers who can train other people. Correct. Tell me about the People's Academy more so in depth for people that don't know and need to know. Well, thank you, um, Professor. Uh, the People's Academy, it's a trade apprenticeship program. We teach multiple trades. However, our main focus is teaching individuals to fabricate and install historic copper work. And you do other stuff too, right? Correct. I mean, you do copper work and people can look around at the state house and they can look around at buildings that they probably didn't even realize have copper fixtures or copper roofing or, or copper metal. different things. Or metal. Okay. Yeah. Yes. So what kind so what kind of metal are we talking about because you have I've been in your shop and mm-hmm. down in the basement and up on the third floor and out back. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've I've seen the classes. I've seen the people. Tell us about the successes of training people because you do sheet metal too, and you do um, carpentry, welding, roofing. You know we um, touch and basically it's in and around construction. And the main focus is right now really is to build a trade school on the corner of Quincy and Warren with living workspace that folks could take care of their family, community, and contribute to the economy through the infrastructure build-out. That's T. Michael Thomas of the People's Academy, founder and lead instructor um, that you're looking at now. Trades, not triggers. Tell me about your shirt. Yes. Well, that's a great question, Professor. Uh, the trades not triggers. I'm a trades person. And gun violence has been out of control for way too long. So I figure if we take individuals instead of going out there, because in Boston, robbery is up. But it's across the country. It's across the world globally. But I figured if you take individuals, teach them to put the guns down, to pick up a hammer, some tools... It's more practical. It's more needed. So instead of the trade, um, the trigger, you use the trades to make an income. Instead of using the trigger to go out there possibly getting killed or killing someone, do it the right way. Now, but how long does it take you to actually get into some of these trades? Because there's different levels, just like you go into school and college, just middle school, high school, undergrad, graduate. When you're, and I think it was apprentice, apprentice, journeyman, and then how does that go? You start off with a pre-apprentice, apprentice for one, two, three, depends on the trade. Some trades are three years, four years, some five. But the beauty of it is what you just said. Now, college is great, but it's not for everyone. Mm-hmm. You're done with the building trades. You're not leaving owing tuition. And if you look at a high percentage of individuals, 
that have attended college four years less or more, they're in a totally different career that that money still have to be paid. But you go through the trades that you can, you know, you come out of the, the trades, your apprenticeship, you have enough money saved, put aside, you could put down whether it's on a condo, apartment, or a house. Because when I was done with my apprenticeship, I had enough money saved. I was 22 or 23 that I was able to buy my first triple-decker. That was a couple of years ago when you were 22 or 23, right? Yeah, like, like, <laughs> like a year and a half. <laughs> yeah. I'm just saying. <laughs> You're as old as you feel. Well, sometimes I feel like I'm 16. Sometimes hey. I feel like 100. So now, but how long does it actually take? Are you getting paid the whole level of the way and then you just go up and pay, pay grade as you're working? Yes. Well, an apprentice or pre-apprentice starts off making between, say, 35 and 45000 annually, yearly. But you get paid like every three months in increments. So by the time you're done with three to five years, you're making your total package is about a hundred and ten twenty dollars an hour. I'm sorry, that's like wait, over eighty to a hundred grand a year. Wait, 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 stop! And then you don't have any student loans or anything. No too. loans. So no. this money, <clears throat> sixty, how many billion? Sixty what? Sixty-one billion. It's coming. Is it, the sixty-one billion is coming? How soon? It's on the way. But keep in mind, look around. So it's Christmas on the way, like next year, two thousand twenty-four. No, I'm not. I'm not exactly sure exactly the the timeline, but just look around the city. Look at all the cranes. Those are billions that's already in play. Has been in play, even since the big dig. The boom has not stopped. It actually increased. But when you look around in Boston, the workers doesn't reflect the community, the folks here, you have individuals that are from New Hampshire, Maine, Vermont, Connecticut, Rhode Island, down south, that's coming. They don't live in Boston. They don't pay taxes in Boston. They don't vote in Boston. But they're catered to, while Boston resident, in particular, black and brown people and women that are not benefiting from these development projects. That, to me, is a problem. That's a problem to me, too. I remember you and I talked um, a long time ago um, in a land far, far away. No, a long time ago, I actually went to Wentworth Institute and um, took welding because my grandfather was a contractor. My brothers were in business with him doing welding and had city contracts. And and, uh, one of my brothers wanted to be a doctor. They're identical twins. The other one, he couldn't wait till he got out of high school. Guess who made more money? The brother that left high school and started working trades and became a longshoreman reached six figures a long time before me with my three and a half, yeah, three and a half degrees trying to get a doctorate. Mm-hmm. And, um, and he doesn't owe any kind of student loans. Yes, there was something, um, Professor, that you commented on earlier on in the, um, the beginning of the show. With the housing piece, affordable housing, there's a shortage once again, I have a problem with that as well. Why can't the city of Boston come up with a plan and have affordable home ownership? Because when you look at these CDC community 
development corporations, each one of them are in possession of 40 plus multi, 400 plus multi-unit properties. Mm. Why can't some of that remaining plots of land go to individuals who reflects the community that they can own, be a homeowner, whether it's a single story house, a condo, whatever it is, why is it always affordable housing but not affordable home ownership? That uh, is another problem that I have with this city and the lack of advocacy from our elected officials in fighting for their constituents. We're just surviving. We're not living as a people. Well, there's that. Um, for those of you who just tuned in, you're listening to The Voice and looking at, if you're on uh, cable, this is now on radio, we're at WBCALP 102.9 FM in Boston. We're Boston's community radio station. I'm your host, Sharon Hinton, on Black Teachers Matter. You are listening to a black teacher, two black teachers. I'm one. T. Michael Thomas is another one. And his passion is to teach people of color trades so that they can make money, so that they can build generational wealth, so that they can be financially secure, right? So that they can actually pass trades down to their family, to their um, neighbors, to people that they know, and actually, you know, walk the talk, not just talk the talk about the American dream, which sometimes to us is the American nightmare. I know, T. Michael, you're actually from Trinidad, but you've been here all your life, and you refuse to leave Boston. I've, since the very beginning, I'm telling you, when New Zealand wanted you, when Canada wanted you, when all these other places wanted you, mm -hmm. you want to stay here. Why are you staying, or are you still staying in Boston? Are you branching out? No, I'm here, but my father was born here, so this is my roots. And... He, has, he started as a welder. Welding is in my DNA. But like your family before you, who I picked up after them and doing what I'm doing, mm -hmm. I'm not the first, mm -hmm. but I'm just replicating or continuing what they started. So this is, this is not my original plan or idea, but I'm just a continuation, an extension of what great people before me had attempted to do. You know, I was um, watching, uh, today, is my, uh, today is Tuesday, and on the weekend, one of my guilty pleasures is walk, watching cooking shows, right? <laughs> so I was watching um, a series of cooking shows, and there were people that were making uh, beer, and they were making wine, and they were making cheese, and they were making bread. And then they were talking about, well, I'm the fourth generation, I'm the fifth generation, I'm the sixth generation. And when you're talking about um, formerly enslaved people <laughs> trying to have a legacy, especially out of the, the history of segregation and the history of slavery, what, is, what would that mean to be able to pass down a trade or to be able to pass down a business within a family? That's a great Great question. I thought so. That's why I asked you. Uh, <laughs> it, it's something of that or to be given the opportunity to train others that they could take care of their family, community, and contribute to the economy. That is every that is 
everyone's dream. It's a pipe dream, mm-hmm. but it's durable. But it will take, especially, it could be done without elected officials, but it could be easily done with, with their help, with their participation. And yes, there's no better thing than looking at a person that you were able to even point in the right direction or teach them something that they could pass on for generations to come to their kids and their kids' kids. You're talking, that's God's greatest creation, the preservation of humanity, helping humanity better themselves. What's better than that? There's nothing better than that. That's my high. You know, as a college professor and as an educator, um, I've tried to teach my daughter. It's like, because she just graduated with her master's degree, but I don't, what I keep telling her, what I've always told her is, I'm not sending you to college to learn how to be a better educated slave. I'm teaching you to learn the system so that you can create jobs. And it to me, it's one of the worst things that we do, y'all ain't gonna like me for what I'm about to say, is to have our children go and be part of a workforce of somebody else when we could provide the jobs ourselves. Um, when you have more control and entrepreneurship and ownership of your your knowledge, your knowledge, your skills, your talent, mm-hmm. and you pass that on, as opposed to, um, and I'm trying to think of who said it, but if you're not living your dream, you're helping create somebody else's. Like you, you know, I dream about a lot of things. You have a background in music. I have a background in music. You're highly creative. I'm highly creative. I mean, as you're building an empire, really an educational empire, um, doesn't everybody want to pass that on to somebody and not just let it die with us? I mean, Oprah is a billionaire, but she doesn't have any kids. I think she's got cats or dogs or something like that. Like, who is she really going to give that to? She's got that that uh, school in South Africa or whatever, but those are not her kids, you know? So I've always taught my daughter. My father taught me, go get it. If you want it, go get it. Um, not, no one's going to give you anything. I mean, as we're going into the holiday season, seasons, and you have um, Thanksgiving, which I call Thanksgiving, because part of my lineage is Cherokee and Blackfoot, and then you have Christmas and New Year's. You've got all these holidays that were geared to take money from you, to make you a consumer. But if you're making, um, one of the stories I saw yesterday was a family that created the bunt cakes, the 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 um the actual um, the fold, the molds for the bunt cakes. Mm-hmm. And she was talking about, you know, my my great grandfather came over here from Germany, and this is where they got it from, and and I'm doing it now. And then they innovated on the design of the bunt cake. But the bottom line is they started a business, and they passed it on to their kids. So yep. they're not worrying about their kids worrying about a roof over their head or a business or creating their own wealth or being able to pay bills. And and I think we're doing the worst disservice because black women are the most educated in this country, but we're still struggling to be recognized. And if we're not creating our own institutions, our own businesses, then we're, isn't a different, I think it's a different form of slavery. What do you think? Absolutely. Um, Professor, I agree because right now we're uh, suffering with systemic mental slavery. And like Bob Molly said, only us could free our minds, which he's right. When you look, and I have to use the People's Academy, you're talking, we have a trade apprenticeship program, a manufacturing piece that produces building materials, home goods, etc., a fashion department, 
a jewelry department, an art department, but yet still a training in the, and then you've got a a, a, a funnel. Right, and you've yes, got a funnel to be able to bring them into the unions and bring them to other businesses, or then start their own businesses. Entrepreneurship, correct. That's all job creation, and yet still, there is certain what they call themselves leaders or community involved individuals that has not publicly advocate or promoted or push mm-hmm. that will help so many of their kids or their constituents to better themselves, to get better paying job, a career path, and not just a job, but they would rather sit on their hands, which is fine. We're still moving forward, but they're doing a disservice to people that look like them, mm. which is sad. Mm. And that's part, it's the crab, Willie Lynch, Coon syndrome I like that's crabs. still I like crabs, in these folks' like minds. Crabs. <laughs> <laughs> crabs have their purpose. Well, there, I, but, was, you know, but you know what? Do you think, well, let me ask you this question. Do you think that this is because of Boston? Because I think I go other places and, I, I mean, there's problems everywhere, but it seems like there's just a certain kind of um, me, me, me in a place yes. that has more... Um, more per square mile has more colleges and universities than any place else in the world. So what what is happening? Well, that's a great question. When when you look around, notice that it's only in the black community is where these problems are. Mm. So it tells us, it should tell us that it's the leadership because all the other communities and districts they're doing great except for where the predominantly black people presides. So, so that it, means it, our leadership but we is, vote is, in the is, leadership. Is, but, it's not it's broken. But we vote in the leadership. So isn't it is isn't it a two a two part problem because we just had an election of city councilors, right? And at large city councilors and, and district city councilors, next year is gonna be another election, twenty twenty four. And the people decide who the leadership is. So I, I, you know, last night I did a show on on a, my cable TV show on another level, and we talked about mental health and illness and the and the um, residual effects of slavery, that slave mentality, of um, and really systematically over four hundred years, when we were still inventing things and we couldn't own stuff because we didn't own the, you know, the trademarks. We didn't own the, we couldn't own the trademark, or we couldn't own what it was that we were creating. But and then I, when we did that, we still got beat down, and people don't understand that legacy of slavery. Then can I ask you a question this way? Well, first of all, some of us is apathetic with... <laughs> right. But let let me ask you a question. If you and I can see beyond the mirror, Mm-mm. so we focus on doing things to better and up better people's lives mm-hmm. and to uplift them. Why can others see do the same and see the same? I well, I, I don't know. <laughs> That's a question I've been asking myself. It's like because I've seen and then you look at historically, right? You look at Malcolm X, Martin Luther King, Rosa Parks, all the people that most people know. Not 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 um just the people that we don't know that actually have been struggling and and the nameless people that actually gave their lives and for the right to vote, for civil rights, for human rights, for women's rights. And you think about all that stuff, and we're kind of, we're from the generation of fighters. 
right? And so we had the images and the role models in front of us that showed us this is how you do it. And so as a teacher, I've seen a lot in the schools where critical thinking is not being taught. Mm -hmm. And critical thinking would be that part that would tell you something's not right. And, and how do we think about making it right? And so I see a lot more young people that are willing to go along and get along and just get programmed either through, you know, different social media platforms that get dumbed down, even through the way the system is working. It's like just I'm going to tell you what I'm going to tell you. You're going to tell me what I told you and you get an A. But those are great points. We also have to think, to add to what you're saying, it's up to the other, the uh, older generation, the seasoned generation, that is experienced. Those Gen Zs and millennials, they just came off the porch. <laughs> so, I mean, off they're the not porch. experienced. They're but not experienced, and it's you up and to I us. Were both young. You and I were both young at one point, and we thought we knew everything, and you couldn't tell us anything, and so that's yes, old but stuff things that's back they're in. thinking about. We're trying to forget, mm. but but it's up to us because there were people before us. That showed us the way. That's true. And we have been led to believe that it doesn't take a village. Other people, other ethnic group, other communities do and live to that today with the village mentality. It only break the breakdown is in the black community. Let's be honest. Let's look at the mirror because our community has the problem. Mm -hmm. But look at our leadership. Everyone is going for self. Everyone is, like you said, me, me, me. Mm -hmm. No one is willing to stand up and sacrifice by sharing knowledge and information and opportunities and resources to others, especially people that look like them because they want to be the token in the room. But it wasn't always like that. It, no, you? it weren't. But I'm saying now... Mm. Somehow we lost our way because, oh, look at what I have. Instead of pulling up and say, hey, brother, sister, let me show you how I came here. Like Clarence Thomas, he went up and he shut the elevator down. He even cut the power cables. And he's <laughs> like, hell no, none of you ain't affirmative action. It worked for me. But hell no, I'm, I'm not letting it work for anyone else that looked like me because he has that token coon mentality. Wow. While others are suffering, going to jail, robbing each other, stealing and all that. Mm. What type of man? But but you know what? I believe in karma. The sins falls in my skip a generation or two, but the man upstairs don't sleep. So you're only fooling yourself. So that's why I tell folks, the ones who don't say anything or do anything, mm. you got to look in the mirror sometime, player. I'm just going to get you. <laughs> player, player, Himalaya. <laughs> if you are a player and you're listening to us now, you're listening to T. Michael Thomas, the founder and lead instructor of the People's Academy. I'm your host, Sharon Eaton Hinton, and this is Black Teachers Matter and WBCA LP 102.9 FM in Boston. We're Boston's community radio station. We're going to take a short break right now um, because we need to, and uh, <laughs> we'll be right back here with T. Michael Thomas and more information to build a nation. Um, we don't, we're live, but we're not taking phone calls yet. But we, and we actually are asking you to support 
community radio stations like WBCALP 102.9 FM and BNN Media Television because we wouldn't be here if it wasn't for you. And a lot of the information that we pass out is information that will not be covered by the major broadcast stations. So we're here to empower you and give you information about what would make your life better, my life better, and our children's, children's, children's life better. This is Black Teachers Matter on WBCA LP 102.9 FM Boston, Boston's community radio station. Stay with us and we'll be right back. What is dedication? My biggest fear in the middle of my addiction was that my kids wouldn't have a father. And I started thinking, you know what? This isn't my story. I definitely had to become a better man to be a better father. It's important to me that my kids are empowered and truly believe that if, if they can think it, they can do it. That's dedication. Visit fatherhood.gov to hear more. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. Hey, everything okay? Yes, I'm fine. Honey, hey, I'm here for you. Tell me about school today. When kids can't find the right words, music can help them sound it out. Talk to the kids in your life about their emotional well-being. Find tools and resources at sounditouttogether.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council and Pivotal Ventures. When I was in the fourth grade, I had this teacher, Mrs. Schumacher. Whenever I'd fool around in class, she'd say, Mr. Alexander, you're quite the actor. And she was right. Here I am today, quite the actor. You know, teachers really do make a difference in our kids' lives. And the more support we give our teachers, the more they give our kids. I wonder what Mrs. Schumacher would say if she could see me today. So we're back here at WBCA LP 102.9 FM in Boston, Boston's community radio station. I am your host, Sharon H Eaton Hinton, here on Black Teachers Matter. I've forgotten which episode, but we haven't been here that long. But today we are here with Too Much Talent, T. Michael Thomas in the house. I have to tell you, this man inspires me. I talk to him. I try to talk to him every day because it actually helps me more than it helps him. I'm, I try to encourage him, but every time I hear him, he's tinkering, he's knocking, he's banging, he's clicking, he's doing something. He's building a nation and building a legacy here in Dorchester, here in Boston, Massachusetts, with the People's Academy in Dorchester. T. Michael Thomas, welcome back to Black Thank Teachers you. Matter. I'm sending you my latest creation uh -oh. by phone. Uh-oh, what so is it? Can, is it a piece of jewelry? Is it? No, it's a, um, a mailbox and a birdhouse and a, and a flower box. A you know, mm, <laughs> that, I, that I can't get. So let's talk about the new um, developments with the People's Academy. I actually, you and I were talking about this new build-out on, um, what is it, Morrissey Boulevard? No, Quincy and Warren Street in Roxbury. No, that's the the building. That's the vacant. Oh yes. But I'm yes, talking yes. about the other place, the um, temporary Cohort. installation. Yes. Yeah. So tell me about that. The old Globe Building. That's um, together with our uh, councilor Frank Baker, City Councilor Frank Baker, who's not running for re-election, but he is part of a um, a great opportunity 
which they're focusing on tech, STEM, lab, as well as trades mm-hmm. and some other um, career paths, whether it's the fire department, the police department. So the People's Academy will have a cube in there that we will be a gateway and a pipeline to get some folks of color in that whole industry mm. that they can have an opportunity. I mean, when you think about it, the work for the future, when AI really kicks in, it's going to be in the medical field, food, law enforcement, construction, things like that will be the main focus. So this is a huge opportunity to be to be part of the tech world, STEM lab, and other industry for um, for our folks. And uh, I'm going to take full advantage of it and create that pipeline and push as, as many individuals through there to be part of it. Now, we um, so someone is listening to us now and they're saying, uh, what can I do to support you? What, what can they do? I mean, Frank Baker was an elected official for a while. And but he's still doing the work in the community. It's District Four, right? Is it District yes. Four? No, just I'm sure three. District three. Okay. Yes. So now they've elected a different person, but he still is doing the work. He lives in District Three. He hasn't mm-hmm. gone away, and he is one of the elected officials that's been supporting you all along and really not making a big thing about it. Absolutely. But he's not of color for those of us that uh, don't know him. I know him, um, and so are there any? Officials of color that have been supporting you, Tanya Anderson, right? Yes, uh, she's um, she's very supportive. I, I actually uh, went boots in the ground for um, work the polls, different things, whatever she asked, I um, you know, I responded to. But you see, it's and more she's so, District Seven. Yes, and she got reelected. Correct. Okay, but it's it's the individuals that who's been in office three and four terms that has done, look at their record. Look at, like I'm saying, gun violence is up. Robbery is up. Mass incarceration is out of control. The recidivism, folks, in and out of jail. But you have individuals that are black that's been in office for at least two, three, four, five terms, mm. whether they're on a state level whether they're going, they're the um, corporate, not corporate, but um, Congress, Senate. Mm-hmm. What have they done? They're rubbing shoulders with the president, other Congress folks, senators. But yet still, in the black community, we individuals are going in and out of jail, turning to the street to make an income. And we're in a boom of billions in construction. I still, that's blowing me away. Billions and trillions. So how do we, can we um, email or phone call our Congress people and our senators and say, support the People's Academy and get some of those billions? Absolutely. And, and the thing is, Professor, the money is not for the People's Academy. The money is to help these individuals to be employable that they could take care of their family, that they could, whether you want to buy a car, whether you want to buy a home, whether you, to be able to live, not just to exist or survive. And the jobs are there. These are, you're talking individuals that are making 60, 80, and 100,000 plus dollars a year. 
those jobs are right sitting in our neighborhood and we're not part of it. So when people go through their neighborhood and they see construction and they don't see enough people of color, then that's the fault of the elected officials. Well, Absolutely. Is, it, is it the training? Because there are some training programs, and I can think of one that just got allocated like $25 million in Nubian Square that is teaching trades. And it and you guys have been fighting. The People's Academy has been fighting way, and they already had a building in the South End, but now they're located in Nubian Square. Are they the competition for the People's Academy? There's no competition because I will challenge any of their curriculums against ours. They're not, first of all, they're not catering to these brothers and sisters that are returning home mm. at all. Mm. They're not. So what Let's about, be honest. So what about Madison Park? And Madison Park was supposed to be part of um, getting people ready, young people ready for construction jobs and for tech jobs. What about, is there a connection between Madison Park and the People's Academy? There should be. The union controls Madison Park behind the scene. And the union don't touch any of of the students graduating from Madison Park. They don't touch them because they don't think that they are at the level that can represent the union properly. They don't have the right individuals in there training our kids to be qualified when you look at what the performance, they're at a level four at Madison Park. All these other schools are two and one. We're down. Madison is down to a four. I came out of the Humphrey Center, and I had the ability to go right out of high school into the union. Not only that, I was in the 11th and 12th grade, and I was teaching the exploratory, the ninth graders when they came in, and tenth graders. So let me ask you something. What happened? I, I was <laughs> you just <laughs> you just took the words out of my mouth. Like what happened? Did the because I remember in Boston Public Schools in the elementary level you had like home economics and you had shop in the elementary level. So what happened? They rem- thank you. Great question, Professor. The union leaders, which are in control of the Boston Public Schools under all their board and committee behind the scenes, they outsource all of the trade components out of all the Boston schools in the black community. They took, they got rid of them and left one. That's why they've been underfunding, under, under supporting Madison Park, the last high school or vocational training component towards the building trades. And what, the black community don't want to realize and see the construction industry is the key to the middle class. I remember my grandparents, um, my grandfather, God rest his soul, if that's the way he went, <laughs> um, was a welder. And I remember when kids, young kids would get into trouble and young people, they had an option. You could go into, the, you go to jail, you go to the military, you could go to industrial. They used to call the them industrial. Down. Industrial colleges. And so um, my grandfather, that's where he learned how to weld. Mm -hmm. And because he learned how to weld, um, when the war came about, he came up from Pittsburgh to Quincy and he was building battleships. He was building ships. And so for the longest period of time, even though my Nana was a nurse, um, there were certain trades, certain things that black people could get into that um, 
with with one job. I mean, mm-hmm. back then, one job, you could support a family, and then you could do well. You could buy property. You could set up your family. Absolutely. Right? And so um, what? how do we get back to that? Once again, that's a great question, Professor. How we get back and get individuals involved, we need to get rid of these elected officials, or if not, we need to hold them accountable and force them to do their job, to advocate for their constituent, their district. So they can write an email, they can call them on the phone, they they can can see them in person. Absolutely, and said, hey, my son, my daughter, my child, niece, and whoever it is, I want you to advocate for them to get these institutions to open the door what about and get our kids in. What about what about Madison Park, which is, seems to be still It's in disarray. Of... It's falling apart. That's another thing. They should be coming to the People's Academy and said, hey, can you come in here with your skill set because the trade that we teach Mm. which is the cornice work, the copper, it's the most needed trade globally because you know, sister, as well as I do, everything starts with the man upstairs, Mother Nature. Mm. And what we do is install, insulate, and make the outside of every property waterproof and weatherproof. Mm. So it all starts there. You could do without a lot of the other trades, but like the caveman, one thing he had, the same as us, was a roof over his head in the form of a cave. You will always need a tradesperson to do things like that. So so the other thing I wanted to ask you, and and for for those people who don't know, copper as a metal has certain properties when it comes to water and when it comes to waterproofing. Tell us about that, which is why they use it on ships so many times in the hull. Look at at the uh, Statue of Liberty. Look at every synagogue, mask, Temple, White House, State House, all these domes, you see the different color, gold, paint, Europe, those are all metal domes, copper domes painted mm-hmm. because they know it would last a thousand plus years. All these sky rise buildings downtown, looking in the suburb, looking Grove Hall area many years ago when certain folks lived their slave copper because they knew it would last. Hundreds of years. So how do we get the People's Academy in its first, I'm, I'm a prophesying this, in its first location here in Boston on Warren Street? And um, people have probably gone past that vacant lot and not realized it's mm-hmm. already been, is it totally allocated already to the People's Academy? That's, whew, it's designated, not allocated, designated. However, Department of Neighborhood Development. Now, as Mayor Walsh is no longer the mayor, mm. they're saying now after we went through a community process, we played by the rules, we did everything, went up against another developer, we got community engagement, elected officials support, the mayor at the time and the current mayor who was a, the council president to give us letters of support. Now, the head of the neighborhood development, the chief, we won't mention that person's name, it's not worth mentioning, that is saying now that the land, the program is not a good fit for that particular part of the land. First of all, we don't even have a trade school in our community. Well, but the program 
the lo- the land where the land is, it's right across from two different schools. And Correct. one of them is a charter school. Correct. And the other one is an exam school. Correct. So how is it not the p- proper place for that? But not only that, <laughs> there is no trade school, especially for folks returning home in a booming industry. No, it's not a, a good fit. Let's define that. Returning citizens is the term that's being used now for formerly incarcerated people. Correct. And so the trades are Corey friendly. Correct. As opposed to, I mean, I know as a college professor that you, um, certain certain drug offenses and certain um, certain drug offenses and certain crimes, you can't get federal aid for, for to go to college. So correct. This doesn't have those restrictions. No, no restrictions. Not only that, the particular trade that we do, it's the exterior that we have worked. The People's Academy has worked on multi-million dollar homes, doing metal roofs, things like that, in some of the most expensive neighborhoods and community in Massachusetts. Mm -hmm. Our work has been on the History Channel, Modern Marvel. It got a feature spot. One of our projects has gotten an architectural design award which there are union companies that has been around for 100 plus years have not done anything like that. And these are individuals who were once incarcerated that came back home and performed and did such high quality work that it made it to the History Channel, that it it has gotten an architectural design award. But yet still, the People's Academy is not supported by certain individuals that consider themselves community leader, supporters of black people. Mm-hmm. Why is that? I don't know. But for those of you who just tuned in and we're coming towards the end of this program of Black Teachers Matter, you're listening to T. Michael Thomas, who is the founder and lead instructor of the People's Academy in Boston, in Dorchester, Massachusetts. Or if you're from here, Dorchester, Dorchester, Dorchester. <laughs> We're Boston's community radio station, WBCA LP 102.9 FM. I'm Sharon Eaton Hinton, your host. And um, I don't know. I um, This is Black Teachers Matter, and I actually have a 501c3, Black Teachers Matter, that came out of the struggle of me being a black teacher and um, put together an organization that supports black teachers. And so for all of you people who are listening to my voice, And I'm going to use the tone of voice that I hear sometimes. All teachers matter. All teachers will matter when black teachers matter. All teachers aren't being denied equal opportunity or struggling to uplift their constituents, their kids, their neighbors' kids. All teachers aren't being denied the resources Mm -hmm. to buy their kids the proper equipment to perform. Mm -hmm. So you, you're a teacher, and you've been teaching people. I've met some of your teachers, Stanley and, and Paul and some of your. Why is it so important for teachers to teach teachers? Because it's a way to create generational wealth. It's a doorway, each one teach one. We have a serious boom globally right now. But then when you look at the employment stacks for black and brown people and women, especially in the construction industry, whereas people are making 60, 80, 100, 200 grand a year. Mm. 
and there's a shortage of construction workers. What I'm simply saying is, Professor, they don't have to like T. Michael personally, but I'm willing to put all differences aside for what because I've never denied anyone of making an income to take care of themselves, their family, their community, whatever. But I'm willing to put all differences aside and let's come together. Let's put up this trade school that we can help these kids from killing each other, from better to to better themselves. Mm. That they take, like I said, they could take care of their family, community, or contribute to the economy. I'm talking about let's put in all this pettiness or whatever reason we agree or disagree. Let's focus on the prize at hand, saving lives, making folks employable. That's what this is about. It's not about us, you know, hugging and, and sitting and whatever. <laughs> Let's do it for them, not for us. Well, Give them a chance that too, has though. never been given a chance. That's what the People's Academy is about. But you're also helping adults. I've gone down to the People's Academy and seen grown women who have made career changes mm-hmm. when, and in careers that they went to school for and couldn't make any money, mm-hmm. and then you were training them in trades. Correct. So, I mean, how do we... And also, you know, poverty is a direct correlation to incarceration. I mean, because a lot of the crimes that are committed are not crimes of uh, violence, but they're crimes of poverty. Like I call black virus, joblessness, murder, incarceration. Mm. We can reverse that. All it would take is for some of these these elected officials, because they are representative, to talk to the mayor, the governor, the president, all of those individuals who has the ability to sign off on funds for these programs. There are a lot of great programs in Boston addressing the needs and the wants of some of these individuals, but our representatives has to grow a spine. I'm being real. Grow a spine, <laughs> hold the mayor's feet to the fire, the governor, the, the the senators, the Congress individuals, hold their feet to the fire and said, no, this is not a photo op. This is lives we're talking about, better in lives. That's what the People's Academy is about. That's what Professor Hinton is about. That's what T. Michael is about. So how do we... So how do we get in contact and find out more information? We're back. We're down to like four minutes because you know me and do- you can talk a dog off of me wagon. So right, <laughs> air air time. Um, can people? What is the website of the People's Academy? It's they can go on people's with an s people's academy inc dot org people's academy inc dot org and they will see the, all of my information is on there. But keep in mind, it's not about T. Michael. It's not about Professor Hinton. It's about saving lives. That's what That's what our dedication, our motivation, our commitment is about, uplifting individuals. But People's Academy and T. Michael personally do it in the way of the trades. Mm-hmm. That's our discipline. That's our lane. I'm not going to try to be a professor like you and do what you do. I can't do what you do. I can teach folks how to fabricate and install historic metal mm-hmm. that they could better themselves. That's my lane. Well, my lane and both of our lanes are teaching. And for those people who are tuned in, we're coming down to the last minutes here. Black Teachers Matter radio and podcast here at WBCALP 102.9 FM in Boston, 
Boston's community radio station, Black Teachers Matter. Last few words in the last few minutes, T. Michael. I will say one more time, thank you, Professor Hinton, for once again supporting and promoting the People's Academy. And I would like everyone, just go online and take a look at the People's Academy, Inc.org. Let's help these kids. They're not all kids, but let's help these folks. Let's teach them a trade. Let's help save their lives. Let's give them an opportunity not just to, to survive or exist, but to live as a human being and a decent person. Thank you for allowing me to speak. Thank you so much, T. Michael Thomas. It's difficult what, we, what we're doing. And we've been doing this for a while, my brother. And um, we talked about you're as old as you feel. And sometimes I wonder, really, um, who's paying attention? Um, everybody, er, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I know, right? So people that have gotten to this place in life, I think they need to understand and recognize there are ancestors. There are people that paved the way for us. And um, I think it was Muhammad Ali that said, service is the rent you pay to be on this earth, right? And so to be in service and to think about what we can do to pay tribute to the people that came before us and to pave the way for the people that came after us, right? Yes. So I give the give the website one more time before we sign off. Peoplesacademyinc.org. Peoples with an S. Peoplesacademyinc.org. Thank you, Professor Hinton. And thank you, T. Michael Thomas. We are here at WBCA LP 102.9 FM. My name is Sharon Eaton Hinton. Um, we have a legacy here to be able to teach. And we say it's Black Teachers Matter. This is the name of this radio program and the podcast. And we're talking about black teachers, but we're talking about all teachers and the profession of being an educator and a teacher. We teach everybody. Uh, we teach the scientists. We teach the other teachers. And if we are not investing in supporting the educators and the teachers that we have, then we cannot stand up as a strong society. We won't have the people that understand AI or can teach the other young people coming up. We won't be able to compete globally if we don't sit back and help each other individually, corporately, and community-wise. While you're on the road this weekend, we're asking that you take care of yourselves, you take care of each other, you think about what you're doing. You're not just doing it for yourself, but you're doing it for the generations that come. Thank you again for listening to Black Teachers Matter. This is Black Teachers Matter. I'm your host, Sharon Eaton Hinton, and you are on WBCA LP 102.9 FM in Boston, Boston's community radio station.